This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast. I I hope you enjoyed the last episode and are raring to listen to the next one. Today we're going to be talking about vision, goals and high performance habits. So Sarah, how are you feeling today? How am I feeling today? I am feeling wonderful. The sun is shining. It is. It's a it good is. day. Absolutely. I'm off for some uh, afternoon tea with the mother later. So um, very nice. Very nice. So yeah, all in all. And I get to spend my morning with you. Talking about vision and goals and all great things, <laughs> progressive things. All conversations with you are good, Tasman. Uh, it, it, I, 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 do you know what? It doesn't feel like... Not that it is work, but it certainly does not feel taxing. It just feels like fun. We're off to a wedding this afternoon, and I'm Sarah. You kept on saying to me, are "You sure? Are you sure you want to do this?" I'm going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. It's good to have a chat with you." And and I think it is. You know, it's such a huge topic and an important topic, and covering why having goals is important, and for, not just for career growth, but I think also for personal growth. And we, we go through lives, we set ourselves goals, whether they are personal. And, you know, for, for both of us, we both value growth a lot. And the whole goal setting process is a natural way of incorporating it. What are your thoughts, Sarah? Um, yeah, so I suppose if you don't have these goals, then what are you striving to? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's good to have have a goal because then you've got a target that you're reaching for, isn't it? I feel sometimes, especially in a work scenario, goals are related to like personal development plans. And there are those people who are really, really engaged in it. And some of the people maybe not so engaged. And sometimes it can all feel a bit confusing. For me, it's more about what do I, where am I going in life? And career is part of it. It's not the whole thing. It's part of it. And then it just feels a little bit more holistic. Yeah. So I suppose um, thinking back to like other jobs where you have like your your PDP, so your personal Mm. development. What does PDP stand for? Personal development plan. Thank you. Um, yeah so you have your you have these sessions and you have to set these goals and in the past I I suppose I've 
set a goal a goal for the sole purpose of setting a goal and not really mm. you know what I mean like not seeing it seeing it in the past as a bit of like oh gosh it's something else that I have to do what goal okay that goal will do which I suppose is a bit like that's not how you should look at it you know going off slightly on a tangent so recently I've been taking more care of my health and fitness and before health and fitness was a goal on its own and it's not something that I particularly enjoyed running around the park and um, what I considered myself depriving myself of food but now it just feels a lot more holistic I've got something I want to achieve in my life which is which is my um, coaching career and my you know writing and all of that and now I see the health and fitness element as if I look after myself better I will be able to get to where I want to get to and it feels different and I think at work Sometimes those um, PDPs are, this is what the business wants to achieve and what can what part do you play in it? And that's absolutely valid. I'm not saying it isn't valid. But when you don't have an idea of what you want for yourself, it's very difficult to uh, marry the two up. But if you can marry the two up and say, you know, and be open and honest with your manager and say, these are the sorts of skills I want to develop. I want to get better at um, presenting I want to get better at um, at writing then it becomes more holistically about you and you're going to get more buy-in from your team if that's how you approach it if you're a manager understand their motivation understand where they're coming from does that I know we've gone off on a tangent slightly there but does that make sense to you oh 100 percent 100 percent yeah um if you can marry up your yeah if you can marry up your work goals with your life goals is what we're saying isn't it then it's going to be easier to implement because yeah like it's not just I think the word is holistic isn't it um you're not just doing it for work you're that you're doing it for for all aspects of your life yeah yeah obviously that's not always possible with every certain part of your pdp but it's having that awareness of what you want for you and it sort of brings me on to um, the next part is you know what are the best type of goals and one of them is that you know they're meaningful they're meaningful to you it's not just about it um ticking a box for the company strategy again going to you know qualify that not saying that every goal on your pdp is going to tick off your life strategy but it's about at least being aware of what it is that you want another thing for me is is clarity you know what is it exactly that you want to work on because when you are vague about it you can't really then put a line in the sand and say that's where i want to reach and it makes the journey really confusing. And then it's very, very difficult to set actionable points to get you there. So again, you know, we've we've talked about um, the meaningfulness of it. That's really important. It's, it goes back to all of those TED Talks that we hear, you know, know your why, know your why. And you hear it so many times, it becomes a bit cliched, but it is so important. Because you're understanding yourself and where you want to be mm. and then that's going to be a win-win for yourself and the company yeah 
So when I've managed teams, a large part of the work I've done is understanding them, their motivation, their skill set, what they really wanted to learn, what they really didn't want to get into. And part of what I would do is coach them through that. And then when I'd set out the tasks that we were achieving, you know, trying to achieve in the next quarter or what have you, I would align it with the person who wanted to achieve that thing and then go through it with them and said, I've allocated this task to you because this is my understanding of your motivation and where you want to get to. So not only did it align with them, but their trust developed between them and me that I've paid attention and I suppose another thing as well, so there are going to be teams where, um, so if you're in a smaller company where mm. you have to wear many hats, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, like you might not have the um, resource or like, like to be able to marry up different people to different projects or tasks. But if you have an understanding of what someone prefers or what they want to learn about and stuff, you can make that process a bit easier I suppose in that project yeah which leads me to the next point which is aligned with who you are and who you want to be um again if you've done that marrying up you're aligning it to who they're striving to be but in yourself it's really important that you you feel at that your value system is aligned with that particular goal yes agreed and um, the last point for me is that it's got to be exciting. I know, I know at work they'll talk about SMART goals. <laughs> and, I, and I get it, I do, I do but it, it can be quite dull. If you're not excited about it, then it's going to be, be very difficult to stay motivated because motivation doesn't last for a long time. It's a, mm-hmm. I read a quote something, somewhere that said, um, motivation is like washing. You have to do it all the time. <laughs> it to be effective that's an interesting quote <laughs> it's not mine no, it's just <laughs> it's not one of mine. I suppose as well like because mood it's hard to keep motivated isn't it so yeah. um if it's not exciting and you're just doing like a tick box exercise there is no motivation and you're quickly gonna yeah it's not going to work is it no no and at the um you know we're going to talk a little bit about habits that you can develop to um drive you forward when motivation's decided that it's not showing up today um but yeah so you know leads me on to the next bit that you know motive uh, we are talking next about motivation that you're not always going to want to get up early and go for that run or take that course Motivation isn't always going to be your friend. And part of the battle is, well, part of the journey, if you like, of growth is that you battle through that and you build your resilience and resistance and you just learn more about yourself and get stronger. So um, are you a cricket fan at all? Unfortunately, when it comes to sport... Yeah. I'm not, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> not a big sport. I know with cricket, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, I'm not a big sport person, I'd have to say. 
I have to, I feel like I've got to quickly reel it in because I suddenly think listening is going to drop off thinking I'm going to talk about cricket. So there is a cricket, Indian cricket star called Virat Kohli, who's married to a Bollywood actress. And I was listening to one of her interviews and she said something really interesting. She said, yes, he may go and score a great set of runs on a particular day or I may have performed really well in a film but the it isn't about getting the runs or performing well in the film it is what have we overcome psychologically what barrier have we overcome to make us that type of person to be able to do well in that film or do well on the pitch so part of the battle is becoming a person who can achieve that goal it's not just about the goal it's about your own personal journey it's you know you may have to give a presentation on i don't know update on a project and you do it and you do it really well but if you've had fears about presenting in the first place the real win is that you have overcome that fear to be able to deliver that project update. Is that oh, definitely. Am I explaining? Uh, yeah, and it's about um, being aware of those those things that you've had to overcome. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, I mean, presentation skills, that should be an episode in itself, shouldn't it, really? But Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> that list yeah. is growing. <laughs> think a topic or the title could be something like how to avoid death by powerpoint <laughs> yes absolutely um so leads on to the next point what do you do when motivation isn't there what do you do when you want to overcome that hurdle and this is where habits and high performance habits really kick in so i've got a few i'm gonna just talk talk about them but you know pitch in any point Number one, focus and concentration. I know we talked about this in series one, but the art of concentration, it is it is a science and an art. Oh, my days. I yeah. This one speaks volumes to me because I am like a flipping magpie. Something's yeah. shiny and yeah. my attention's gone. So, yeah. Um, yeah. There was that TED Talk that you shared, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. About um, Is it a TED Talk or... Um, but, like, how we've allow how we've allowed ourselves to become more distracted isn't it well I think what he speaks about in that talk is how we have practiced um what's the word what's the opposite of concentration distraction distraction yeah we've practiced distraction yes we've actually physically practiced it so now we have to practice concentration well I think maybe we share that one again yeah, we can share that one again. But what he's saying is that um, pick one thing that you're going to practice concentration on. And it could be um, doing some writing or having a conversation with your partner, whatever it is, pick one thing. And when you are with, when you're with that partner and having a conversation, when you feel that your attention is swaying away, bring it back, swaying away, bring it back and practice concentration. And for me, um, another, you know, common ones, close the tabs down on your laptop, put your phone in another room or turn notifications off because that's it. Every ping just heightens that 
I need to go and see what what's happening in the world. No, you don't. You need to finish what you're doing. <laughs> Another one for me is like pra- uh, protect your time, protect your golden hour or hours. For me, it's before people get up in the house. Get up, do the things that are really important to me before anyone else is up. I just love that quiet calm and plan your time because otherwise it will be hijacked. If you don't know what you're meant to be doing in that day and if somebody suggests, shall we do this, you're not going to be able to say, unfortunately, I have this other thing that I've planned. I have this podcast I need to do. Um, Otherwise, it's just too easy to just get thrown in with other people's priorities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is um, the next one is something I've tried. I mean, I'm trying currently um, to get better at because I I was really good at it and now it's slip. So instead of blocking my time out for an hour, I do 55 minutes. And then in the last five minutes, I audit myself. Did I actually really, was I effective? Was I distracted? What do I need to do better in the next hour to get myself back on track? And then I stand up, have a stretch, glass of water, and get back again, refresh and get back again. I have never done this, and it does intrigue me um, because, that I mean, I ha- I do often fall into the habit of, you've been working on something because you're in a groove or you're in a role you've realized two hours has gone and you've not moved your body like Mm. you've just been at that computer screen so um but then I suppose playing devil's advocate to that like interesting viewpoint but like I understand the importance of having that time to like break away audit yourself see what goes on but the only issue with me that I can see is then trying to get back into that groove. But what if you're not in it? I suppose I, I do hear what you're saying. And in which case, I, I think I would just carry on. Or you wouldn't even notice. But what if you're working on something and it's just not happening? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I suppose that's more the point, isn't it? Like rather than because I think we're in that in that sort of situation, we might end up being like, we're stuck and Mm. we get into a rut and we're worried and we're like the time's ticking down there's a deadline do you know what or whatever so we just like well I can't I can't take five minutes I haven't got it Mm. but then actually if you did then it lets you reset so yeah yeah no actually you know that was a really good point that you made that when you are in the groove you you lose track of time anyway you just get sucked into it and that's a good place to be but um yeah when it's I'm finding it increasingly that if it's, especially if it's something like admin and then I get, you know, then the distraction comes in. Another point is to do something towards your goal every single day. And consistency is key. Even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, just keep on working at it. Um, And I think this is really good for personal development when it comes to, you know, reading we all have a list of books we want to read a list of articles we want to read a list of talks we want to listen to and then it becomes overwhelming but if we just do a little bit each day oh definitely and if you um you might think oh well I actually 
get anything done in that 15 minutes or will I actually get anything done in that five minutes or however much time you've got if you are doing it consistently um if it's 10 minutes a day for um seven days then you've got an hour haven't you yeah so all those little little bits add up um and and me in my spiritual mode I just feel that ideas or goals that aren't actioned they die oh gosh you lose them that sounds a bit dramatic (laughs) don't let those goals die people yeah all of those great ideas you have come on action them um self-signaling remind yourself of why this is important and the long-term benefits of it so this is you know when i'm getting out of bed i think i need to go for my walk um and i just think no there's a bigger reason why i'm trying to improve my health improve my fitness definitely yeah so i'm just i'm just thinking um for me that would be when my alarm goes off in the morning yeah and I want to hit that snooze and I'm like, oh, just another 15 minutes. What I've got, that's when that self-signaling can come in, can't it? So I can be like, okay, if I snooze for 15 minutes, what does that achieve? I get a bit more sleep, but then when the alarm goes off again, I'm still going to have that feeling of, oh. Um, however, if I get out of bed, that gives me that extra time because I'm getting up earlier to work on myself. So whether that's exercise, so that's going to help my health or um, I'm going to do something that's interesting or important to me. So I get to read a really good book or I get to do something that's um, about work development. So yeah, self-signaling, I need to definitely do more of. We've been talking about this, haven't we, Sarah? (laughs) Alarm clocks should not have snooze buttons. Maybe that's what, maybe we should just create alarm button clocks with no snooze. Jump out of bed. Go to jump out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> See if they'll take that. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Self-signaling and just get out of bed. Just, just do it. Just do it. Number seven, self-narrative. What is your inner chatter telling you? And is it helping you or is it hindering you? We've, I think, again, we talked about self-narrative and how to speak to yourself in the first um, series. Avoid downplaying your achievements by yeah. not using the words just and only. I only read five minutes of the book. I just did five minutes of the exercise. Don't downplay it. You've, you've done it. And open up the possibilities by using the word yet. I haven't finished that book yet. I haven't learned that skill yet because that talk is feeding your brain and then your brain and your mind, they are then feeding and driving you in life and you don't need that sort of chatter going on in your head. We should do one on inner chatter. We should do an episode on inner chatter. Okay, on the list. On the list. And also treat your development a little bit like a school year. So in, in school, we will have certain subjects that we'll be learning. And somebody has gone through that and formulated what do you have to learn in order to get to the next level. With your personal development, with your, with your goals, so take a step back and say, okay, what, what do I want to achieve in this next year? What topics will I need to get really good at? And now let's build myself a curriculum. So this is outside work. Because at work, it'll be, um, yeah, it, 
more and more it's becoming a two-way process but let's just leave work aside for a second what do you want to get better at it could be time management it could be I want to get better at cooking or I want to you know we've talked about fitness again and how am I going to build those blocks into my life yes definitely at uni um I had a lecturer and they said that you should do something every day that either scares you or um you let or you learn you're learning something new you learn yeah and at the time I was like every day and also I thought if I do something every day that scares me I'm going to be an anxious wreck (laughs) or you could no but or you could then stop being scared of those things well yes I think that was the point wasn't it yeah Rather than like, yeah. But, you know, um, having businesses on the side is becoming increasingly part of the culture that we live in. Um, If that's what you want to do, then go for it. If it's not, then that again, go for it. But if you are doing it, then build your curriculum around what you have to learn. I just thought of another thing as well. Like you kind kind of get, or this is how I used to think. I don't obviously think like this now. Um, But like you think learning and all that sort of stuff is for when you're younger, isn't it? Mm. So that's when, like, so you go to school, you go to college, then you either, I don't know, you go, you have an apprenticeship or you go to uni or you do further learning. Mm. Um, but there's the idea that there's, like, a there's a stop point because then once you've learned, then you go to work. This is how I used to think. Um, yeah. So doing a bit of reflection right now. Um, whereas it doesn't have to be like that. You can... Um, you can constantly be learning so uh, my partner's auntie she she always wanted to go to university always wanted to learn um, about politics and do a politics degree Um, but um, when she was younger and I'm going to say the stereotypical time to go to uni because there was you can go to uni at any time at that time um she she wasn't in a position to go whereas now later on in life she is in a position to go and she signed herself up to a to a politics course and she's loving it so and that's the thing isn't it like you can you should be certain um something that I really want to do is sign myself up to a language course like you should be learning new skills because then that keeps your brain active as well and all that sort of jazz and um obviously helps you with your personal and career development so yeah yeah. sorry I don't know if I did a bit of a segue there (laughs) but it's actually brought up a good point because remember we said in mindset one and two in the first series that if you wrap your self-esteem around being a learner and you learn every day every day you're getting better and every day your self-esteem is improving yeah think about it when we're babies every day we're learning aren't we so it like it blows my mind so I I have a nephew obviously love him to pieces um my sister's uh, so he's the first um baby of the immediate family so he gets all the attention yeah. <laughs> he's got us wrapped all of us are wrapped around his little finger mm. um but yeah but it amazes me like because um so my sister is a psychologist and so she understands about like brain development and all that sort of sort of thing so she ends up like talking to me about like what stage Fionn's learning new things and what's really interesting is that he'll go through a stage of like wanting to eat sometimes that isn't just because they're going through a growth spurt but it's because 
their brain is developing. So at the moment, his language is coming on so much, but he's learning stuff all the time. And it's like, we shouldn't just stop that, should we, at babies? Like, it's not like you get an adult and I'm like, ticked, done all learning. That's me done. (laughs) That's not the thing of it. You've given me lots of ideas for more podcasts, Sarah. In fact, <laughs> it is now time for us to wrap up this one. It's gone so quickly. It's gone so quickly. Okay, so um, one quick thing that Sarah and I wanted to talk about, if you're enjoying the content, we're creating a course based around the content, obviously with more depth and more actionable points. So if anyone, a few listeners, is interested in becoming part of Cohort 1, please get in touch. I'm on tasmansolomon.com. And Sarah, where can people find you? Anywhere. I'm just around. (laughs) I am on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm the most sort of active. My handle is at SarahMCDUK. Obviously, I think I've brought this up in the past. Yeah, um, I love it, McDuck. (laughs) Yeah, one way of remembering that is Sarah McDuck. Um, and you know there aren't that many more Tasman Solomons around so again you will find me everywhere but tasmansolomon.com is a good place to start wonderful right thank you very much Sarah thank you for um yeah for leading a wonderful episode that was uh that was really good excellent take care take care everyone bye bye